I'm Chief Cheryl Victorian. This is Waco PD on the beat. Whether it's crime or just getting to know the Waco Police Department, we're here to talk about things that matter most to you. Hello and welcome to Waco PD on the beat. I'm Officer AJ Smith, the Crime Stoppers Coordinator for McLennan County. And I'm Sierra Shibley, the Public Information Officer for the Waco Police Department. We are having just an audio medium this time for this week's podcast. Yes, new equipment, new things we're trying, and we got really fancy microphones that we're using. <laughs> so we've got a sp- really special guest with us today. We've got one of our chaplains. We've got uh, Chaplain Thompson. Why don't you introduce yourself, sir? Yes, my name is Chaplain Richard Thompson, and I'm with Waco PD as a chaplain. All right. So um, what does that mean? For people that may not know what a a police chaplain is or just a chaplain in general. Well, the the actual details that are part of my job is pastoral care, which means possibly I may need to interact with an officer um, related to possibly a wide range of personal or job-related issues, or just to be a friend, to ride along, talk with, whatever. Um, We also attend funerals. We attend public events. We do the, um, the prayers or what is necessary at that time. It could be um, we're functioning as the um, MC. <laughs> so it, it could be a number of things, but we're, we're visible within the community. Nice. So um, you mentioned that you do prayers. So, you know, I know that weekly I get either an email or an invite to come up to our decompression room and it just kind of like refreshes us for the week. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of your activities aren't, you know, for people that maybe not, maybe don't have a faith, like you don't, you're not like cramming that down their throat, right? Absolutely you're, not. You're just there for people, it sounds like, right? Absolutely. Even even if I am doing a ride along with an officer, we may be chopping it up about fishing. It could be about their kids. There could be a number of that we're just engaging in conversation. Yeah, but then, you know, for people that it opens the door for you to talk about faith too. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. When uh, that door opens. Mm-hmm. Yes. I like to see a, a police chaplain, chaplain as a really good support system for mm. yeah. officers, for our support staff, for anyone in the community, really. Anyone and everyone. Mm-hmm. I, I am that guy. <laughs> so so talk about why it was important for you to be a chaplain in the first place. Why why where did you kind of figure out this was your your niche? Oh. Wow. <laughs> um this started about 35 years ago in Marion County, Indiana. It's in Indianapolis, Indiana. I was invited to uh, participate in a church service in the Marion County Jail. Um, after about 10 years or so, I was invited to be a chaplain there. And so, um, upon moving to Waco, I saw the news. I said, oh my God, I'm needed. Mm -hmm. 
So I went and I knocked on the sheriff's door. <laughs> and, of course, it wasn't received. But I knew I was called here to Waco. So the next knock came to Waco PD, and here I sit. That's awesome. I'm glad that the sheriff's department said no to you. <laughs> I've, I've had some great conversations with you, and yeah. it probably wouldn't have happened if you were at the sheriff's department. <laughs> probably not. So talk about how long you've you've been in Waco, because you just spoke about being in Indiana for a little bit of time. Is, so Waco, is it home? Is it Waco is home. Okay. Um, Indiana was 35 years. Lived there 35 years. Prior to that, I was uh, a Washingtonian uh, for about 30 years. I may have dated myself just now. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but um, as as uh, we arrived here in 2020 in July, I believe it was. And so I'm still learning my community. The Waco Police Department Crime-Free Housing Program is designed to build a partnership between police and owners or managers of rental properties to keep drugs and other illegal activity off property. This program calls on management to make steps toward providing a clean and safe living environment for the citizens of Waco by asking them to spend a little time and a little money to benefit their residents. This will also benefit the property managers as well. For more information on the crime-free housing program, visit the Waco Police Department website at wacopolice.com. Okay, very good. So you've only been a police chaplain for us since 2020? Since 2020, correct. Okay, okay. It's only a few years. Yes. Only yes. a few years. Uh, my mom was a cop. Okay. And so, unfortunately, I saw the inner works of the what officers go through um, when they've had a really bad case. Um, they come home and they're different and they try to decompress and try to get themselves together. And so I saw the need, not just for officers, but as well as for our staff and, again, for our community. I am also a minister in the community. so yeah. Because yeah. you're also at one of the hospitals, too. Yes, sir. A chaplain at Baylor Scott and White Hillcrest. Yeah. So just all the different... Sounds like to me that however you can serve the community, you're out there trying to absolutely just be there for people. Absolutely, it's for one, it's an honor. Two, I'm humbled to serve because um, you may or may not know my story, but I've been clinically dead three times since 2008. Um, wow. I've had some major open heart surgeries. Um, I face cancer. And I'm cancer-free. I just got my doctor's uh, notes yesterday. Well, congratulations. So that's, awesome. that's wonderful. So, that's incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so. wonderful. So, I mean, knowing this, knowing this about you and maybe your health struggles, it's interesting to see how even with someone with that past would still want to be able to be a part in the community and, and be present in their community. So why aren't you or why why do you feel like you need to help other people when it sounds like that you got to help yourself too well before i even became a chaplain i was a minister ministries in my blood i don't limit where i minister who i minister to and ministry could look different it doesn't have to be preachy 
I can just minister hope. Mm-hmm. I can just minister a a good listening ear and say nothing. That's that's pretty powerful. <laughs> well, and I, and I think too with the years that we've recently all been through, a lot of us just want some hope, right? Is that what you're seeing as you kind of talk with the community? Is mm-hmm. that that's what they're usually asking for? Is just a little little ounce of hope is all they'd like. Yeah, how how do you bring or how do you help someone kind of find that hope? Well, it's interesting you ask that. Typically, I usually uh, share my my health challenge with them, but then I also share my plight for my academics. And I was told that the doctors told my family that if I made it through the night, at best I'd be a vegetable. So I'm sure it's not your typical day that you sit up and talk to vegetables. <laughs> yeah, that's no. true. Yeah. So, so I, with what I have, with all I have, I choose to serve. I choose to, choose to um, encourage people that in spite of what you're dealing with, As the old cliche goes, if they give you lemons, learn to make lemonade. Um, I try to give positive affirmations and uh, as many confirmations as possible to let them know if a fat, bald head guy like myself can do it, you can do it. That's right. It's very inspiring to, to hear the challenges that you've been through and that you've been able to make it through. Absolutely. Yeah, because I didn't know about you having clinically been dead for that many. T- I mean, I didn't know one time, so let alone three. And yes. I don't look it. No. 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 Not at all. Yeah. Our ride-along program is a great opportunity to get to know what it's like to be an officer for a day. By simply filling out an application, you can ride in a patrol car with an officer on duty to see what it's like to serve and protect your community. You cannot, however, ride if you have an active warrant. The ride-along program is monitored based on COVID-19 cases. Currently, cases have been low enough to reopen this program. And we request that you ride along for a minimum of two hours, and rides are not available on Thursdays. But for additional guidelines on submitting a ride-along request, you can visit the Waco Police Department and ask for a ride-along form. So that's how I minister hope. That's wonderful. And and so tell us a little bit about uh, this police chaplain opportunity if someone wanted to maybe be a police chaplain or or anything like that what are the qualifications of this one it it has to be in the heart um because you never know what you may be called to do two it would probably help to have ministry background There is also the need to be able to be um, quick-witted and easily professional at the same time because you may be called to do um, a public event where there may be, um, you you, you have to do the invocation. Mm -hmm. Well, the invocation at a, professional event may be quite different 
than what is in the congregation. So you, you have to know how to do a public prayer. Um, you know how to um, engage in a uh, funeral, should there be a funeral, either for an officer, staff, or their family. Um, we, I'm one of the um, uh, one of the chaplains that also um, sends out occasion cards you may not have received one from me but i it depending on it could be a birthday could be anniversary i send cards out um, i send cards out as well to those who are um, uh, dealing with grief so those are areas that if you became a chaplain here you may have to engage in those and we just had a uh, crime prevention uh, summit, and I didn't do much, but I was there with the presence, right. and I kind of engaged the people. So that would be something that would typically be something that you would do, and and then again, um, maybe ride-alongs with the officers, um, maybe um, roll calls, sitting in, and. I may not look like it, but I go to the gym and I engage some of the officers in the gym too. So, yeah, it's just it's just about being uh, uh, a friend, about being uh, reachable. Right, right. I think what our officers go through, and even you know our support staff, they need just as much help sometimes. Is that it's nice to know that there's someone here that can be there just as you said, an ear to talk to, a just someone to open up a little bit because. This job, AJ, you can speak as an officer. Yeah, just someone that we can talk to, and we know we're not going to be judged for what we say. And you're here, so you understand some of the issues that we we're going to run into. I mean, you've you've got that ability to just listen and help us process what we're going through sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like Sierra said, for all the support staff too. Like everybody here experiences the same stuff. I mean, we're, we're all either having to you know, get the 911 call as the dispatcher or process the scene as the officer or crime scene uh, technician or the, the wonderful folks down in records that do our reports. Like we are all exposed to that same trauma mm-hmm. and you're here in a capacity for, for everybody each step of the way. Um, and, you know, I see you guys walking through, I see you a whole bunch, <laughs> like maybe twice a week, at least coming in the office. And then I know when I was on patrol, I'd see you on Thursdays. Um, and I didn't realize it, but I guess when you f- first started talking to me, you literally just moved to Waco. And this seems like one of the first things you did was reach out and get connected with the department. Yeah, yeah. It, it, and I've only seen, I know when I see a police chaplain in the area, if, if I'm walking around and I see him in the building, there's just a sense of, of calm and peace, I feel, at least yeah. for me. You know, I yeah. feel I can I just, t- it reminds me to just take a moment and breathe. Yeah. It's like you guys are the peace <laughs> officers. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. That was a good one. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. and, and so I know I've seen two or th- maybe three chaplains now. Do we know how many police chaplains we have? 
Currently, I believe we have seven. Seven chaplains. And okay. If, and if you look at the list, I'm number seven on the list. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he knows. That's yes. how he knows. Seven. Very good. And so what... Uh, What's been your favorite experience or what's something that's, you know, stuck with you in the last two years that you've been here as a police chaplain? Oh, wow. Very interesting. Hmm. Well, I, again, was received. I have probably the best mentor, second to none, who has, I guess, the sheriff department, um, chaplain and the PD department chaplain are two different, two different beasts. But my mentor, who is uh, Chaplain Wells, has mentored me. He's been here 28 years. So he has mentored me and shown me as many ways as I could help because I understand many hand make light work. At the same time, if you don't know what you're doing, <laughs> it kind of makes it challenging. So I, I do know most of the nuances of chaplaincy, but the need for the police officer is something that I've been able to grab and get all of the different nuances from um, Chaplain Wells. And with that, I've been able to find um, just the spirit of presence, just being present has helped me a lot because I've seen where my presence was needed at places at certain times. Um, it was as if I got that little nod or that little mm -hmm. touch from upstairs <laughs> to uh, be here to or to be present. So those were the times I think has been maybe the most influential in these last two years. It's just being in place at the right time for the right reason. Do you hate crime? Do you like money? Then call Crime Stoppers and help us arrest bad guys. By providing information that leads to an arrest or solves a felony case, you can earn up to $2,000. Call 254-753-HELP, which is 4357 for those of you that don't Remember the good old days of texting. And additionally, you can now call Star Star Tips, which is way easier to remember. If you call Star Star Tips, it'll connect you to somebody in the area. And then when you hang up, it'll send you a text message where you can add additional information as you get it. Help us solve crime and make up to $2,000 in the process. That's right. By sending in a tip, it's completely anonymous. And if it leads to an arrest, you could earn up to $2,000 in a reward. And just to remind you all, tipping ain't snitching. Heck yeah. I would say, have you have you talked about what pulled you to Waco? I haven't. That's that's a that's a big one. <laughs> um I heard the call and I said yes. Yeah. There that's was no job. <laughs> <laughs> There's no home. The Lord said move. Hmm. I like that. That's such a cool story. I've heard a few people say that. Like, I mean, at my church, I've heard the pastor talk about how like people just come up to him and say, "Hey, like I felt called to move to Waco," and I mean, obviously, you're you're here and you're impacting people, so that's a great calling. <laughs> yes, sir. Right. 
Now, what is the process for, is there is there a training process before you can kind of be on your own as a police chaplain? Or what does that look like as you start the process to become one? That's interesting that you would even ask that question. Um, I don't know if there is a process here. Um, I was trained through CTI, chaplaincy training, um, which is in Indianapolis, and also with the sheriff department. They have a conference that trains every year. So that training um, is very in-depth training. Um, it, it teaches um, the five stages of grief, how to interact with people. I've not seen that yet, and it may be a little early, but I think um, if you're eager to learn, somebody will teach you something. Yes. <laughs> That's very true. That's very true. Lots of learning lessons here in the department. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's just you've got to have that eagerness to ask questions and want to know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's always going to be somebody that wants to see you succeed. And Exactly. I don't. I can't think of anyone that's not a sociopath that's not going to help you succeed if you ask for help. So that's I don't, and I'll tell you, I don't know why I was drawn to Chaplain Wells, but I reached out to him, and he's literally taken me under his wing and pretty much shown me, um, this is what you do, Richard. This is how you do. Mm-hmm. And so, what is the uh, how often are you here? What What is the take on how much you're needed or how much your time is volunteered here at the department? I'm sure I could probably, because there's there's no, no um, time that's etched in that you have to be here so many hours. But I'm typically here Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, I work Tuesday, Thursday at uh, Baylor Scott & White. Um but I'm usually here anywhere from 5 a.m. till about 7.30. And that's because I'll go into the gym. I'll do a little fake workout. <laughs> hey, hey, that's okay. I tell people all the time, uh, I go to the gym. There's a you know, there's a gym on, at the police department. I'm at the police department every day. Therefore, mm-hmm. I'm going to the gym. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to start using that one. <laughs> and then I'll go to roll call. Okay. And I'll just sit in, and I'm like the fly on the wall. I'll just sit in. And typically what I'm doing is I'm praying for the officers as they are getting ready to go out and engage our community. Um, and on Monday mornings, that's when I write the Monday morning prayer, right there in the roll call. Oh. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. What would you tell someone who might want to be a police chaplain one day or even is looking into ministry in general? What would you say to them? Make sure it's your calling. Because it's probably the most thankless job. Sort of like an officer's job. (laughs) But at the same time, it's very much needed. And it, it's got to be uh, in the heart. And, of course, somebody might say I have blue blood. But, uh, you know, that's an inside joke. 
<laughs> so you brought a letter. What is this? That's an article from the Indianapolis Recorder that recorded when I was returning back to ministry. And that, I think, was in the middle of or the end of the second surgery. I have had three open hearts, and um, all of them were pretty extensive. Um, one was a aortic dissection, which most people don't make it to the hospital with that one. Wow, yeah. And then I've had the AAA and uh, um, iliac and common artery repair. So they were major surgeries, and they had to yeah. shut me down freeze my body, take all my blood out, work on me, and it's between God and them uh, to get me back. So after all of that and cancer, you are sick. That's a testament right there. A miracle, yeah. a living yeah. miracle. That's what the article reads. That, I see why it title. says that now. A living miracle. Man. <laughs> yeah. My goodness, my goodness. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. On our podcast. And sharing that, too. Before we wrap this up, is there anything else that you want to say or get off your chest uh, before we close it out? Just wanted to come in here real quick before Chaplain Thompson gives his final thoughts and statements for this week's podcast. Uh, As I was editing it this week's, that is, we record these podcasts a few weeks in advance. And so what Chaplain Thompson is about to talk about is the shooting and killing of 17-year-old Calvion Nichols and 21-year-old Christopher Brown. And that shooting occurred at the end of January, January 30th. And so he is just about to talk about the impact that that has had on our community. And he is hoping that by speaking about this with his presence and, and call for help, that he is calling on the community for all of us to stand up and end gun violence in Waco. And so now we can get back to the end of the episode. I hope this gets out to all of my ministers in the area, all of the pastors in the immediate area. I showed up at roll call this past Monday and I did everything I could as I'm doing now to hold back tears. There was a 16-year-old that was killed on Sunday. I don't know what's enough for our ministers in the area, but I believe it's enough. I hope the ministers will begin to come out from in their four walls and come into the community and speak to the need because there are young men, young women who are in desperate need to hear an encouraging word, a word that could change their lives. And that's one reason why I know that I was brought to Waco is to help empower, impact, and to change lives. I thank you for this opportunity. 
Thank you. Thank you, Chaplain. We appreciate you, and thank you for all of that you've done for this department in the last two years. So we appreciate that. And thank you guys for joining us here on Waco PD on the Beat. I'm Sierra Shipley, the Public Information Officer. And I'm Officer AJ Smith, the Crime Stoppers Coordinator for McClendon County. See you next time, Waco. Waco PD on the Beat, the heartbeat serving 